So welcome back to the running pod. We have recorded about five of these, what haven't seen the light of day. So hopefully this one will actually be the official welcome back podcast. Two podcasts a week moving forward, hopefully. So this is kind of like the first of many to come. And I know I've been saying that a lot, but this is definitely going to happen now. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about the Prefontaine Classic Diamond League. Yeah, pre-classic, Prefontaine Classic Diamond League, uh, which is across two days in the US. But if you're in the UK... I'm pretty sure everything is across one day, which is the Saturday, um, because it basically starts quite late in Oregon. So for us, that's five o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning in the UK. And obviously any anyone else further east than the UK, it's going to be even later than that. So you're talking probably maybe getting into the early mornings. And as you get towards Asia, it's probably going to all be, actually no, because then they'll miss the next day. Basically, it's the opposite of what it was it was like in Tokyo, like almost 24 hours behind. So, yeah, essentially pretty difficult to watch. I'm not 100% sure where it is being streamed. I believe in the US it's on Peacock for the Friday and NBC on the Saturday, as well as Runner Space Plus. I think you have to pay for that. Um, in the UK, I'm guessing it's just going to be on the YouTube channel, uh, the Diamond League YouTube channel, as always. So, yeah, if you want to watch it or have any information, then please let us know because... We are interested in obviously watching it and we will be watching it and posting on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, all the information. And very briefly, we are going to be doing Stop. So I know there's a famous t-shirt what's Stop Free from years and years ago, and that was obviously topical to Hayward Field and Prefontaine. So we're going to be doing a design, uh, what's going to be releasing. It'll be live on our website as you hear this podcast. And we're going to have five. Uh, we're going to do Stop Free, Stop Jacob. Stop Affing, Stop Sifan. And I think that's it, actually. So maybe four designs. Basically, just some of the iconic athletes who were going for world records Stop on this event. Stop Mondo. No, I can't be bothered to do a manager plant this one. No one's stopping Mondo, so... No. So, yeah, we're going to be doing that, releasing them on our site. Um, link below, or check our Instagram if you want to get one. I know it's not a very original idea, but I think it's pretty cool. And no one's got rights to them, because it's literally just a stop sign with some letters on. So... Yeah, if you want to support us, uh, support the podcast, support Traxxer in general, and you want a cool t-shirt, go and get one. And if not, that's completely fine. So yeah, just thought I'd plug that out there. So before we get into it, Josh, how are you doing today on this lovely Friday I'm good, thanks, morning? mate. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm in a good mood. I've done my session, my brick session, swim and bike, uh, swim and run, so I'm in a good mood. And the more I look at the schedule for this pre-classic, the more I think it's basically just like another little mini Olympics. It's all, basically all the finals of the Olympics replayed all over again. So for track and field nerds like us, it's exciting. Yeah, it's basically the Olympics if the USA could take more than three athletes. That's essentially what it is. Uh, we are going to go through Friday or again, like I said, pretty much Saturday for anyone else in the world. Friday's events first, and I'm pretty sure they start quite late in the evening in Oregon. So we're talking early mornings. And so on Friday, I know we're getting straight into this, but there's a lot to get through. There's the women's North American 1500, women's North American 1500 meters, sorry. Uh, the men's international mile, the women's two mile, and the women's 5,000 meters. Um, so first of all, the international mile. And I'm just going to read the names off. And I want your honest reaction to this, Josh, because this is essentially a mile B race. Like we're literally talking... These aren't good enough yeah. to get into the A race. And it's got Eric Avila, Amos, Bar Smyer, Jordi Beamish, Peter Callahan of Belgium, 
Vince Ciarty, Archie Davis of the UK, Craig Engels, Trip Hurt, I can't pronounce his name, but it's Charles, Philbert. Philbert Thibault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam Prakel and Henry Wynn. So we're talking, they're all below 355 milers. Like everyone's got a faster personal best than 355. Oh no, one's 356. Craig Angles is a 351 miler and is in the B race. So That's mad, isn't it? It's that's mad. the context of this. Um, where to start? Who's yeah, winning this one? Oh, that's putting me on the spot big time. I, you know what? I'm not saying this just because uh, he's British. I fancy Archie Davis for this. I, look, obviously, I'm not going to. Craig Engels has got to go in as the favourite. He's clearly got the fastest PB. I know he didn't run in the Olympics, but actually, the, the, particularly the latter half of the season, he was running pretty well and he was in some decent form. So I think he's probably the favourite, but I don't know. I just fancy Archie Davis. I think he's been improving. So much this season, and he has won a one forty four. Exactly, I think he could surprise a few people. It certainly wouldn't surprise me if he was in the top two or three. That's for sure, uh, and um, it wouldn't. Sorry, I also think Vinciati has probably got a, a very big shout of getting getting that win. Anyone, really? What's um? So this is the limit of my knowledge, and it's not down on the uh, page web page I have in front of me. What's Vince? Is Vinciati? Hasn't run a mile before. I actually so what are his sort of TVs, best, do you know? I don't know why it's not showing because the Diamond League site has had that, has done that where it's like some people aren't showing the personal bests. Like I can't remember in a different race, someone else apparently doesn't have a mile PV, even though he definitely does. Um, it's the same with the guy who's got the best name in the whole field, in probably in the whole of the track and field, uh, Trip Hurt. <laughs> Just makes me laugh every time I say it. Trip, uh, trip. Uh, trip, 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 334 for the 1500 meters and 335 oh. for the mile. So he, he can move. 355, did he say? You yeah. said 335 then? No, 334 and then 355. Sorry. Yeah. So he yeah. can move fairly fairly well, to say the least. Yeah, but he's one of the he's one of the slowest in that heat in that race. Sorry, which is mad. Uh, even a 355, he's still one of the slow ones. But yeah, yeah. I think that's a decent shout. I think it's a decent. Or Jordy Beamish. I've got an outside shout for Jordy Beamish and Eric Avila. And Craig Engels and Henry Wynn and some. Oh, it's too many. It's going to be a tight race. It's going to be a good race. You know what? Obviously, we're going to talk about the the Bowman mile later. I think it would be. I don't think it's too much unreasonable to say that this might be a better race because they're all quite similar. They're all quite similar standards, and obviously, there are certain athletes in the Bowman mile who are going for specific times rather than just to try and win the race. So this could be a better race. You know for Die-hard fans. Yeah, true. They're not chasing a time, so to speak. But in the Bauer mile, we'll, we'll save it, actually. I'm not going to give anything away. Um, so that's the international mile. On to the, another event on the Friday is the women's 5,000 metres. Sifan Hassan is going for the world record. No offence to anyone else in the field. I don't see the point in speaking about any, anything else because 
Superman stands against the world record, and she will literally be in a race of her own. Like, there's, no one's going to come close. Um, but yeah. for anyone interested in their names, Americans is Abby Cooper, Emily Field, Alicia Monson, and Rachel Schneider. Um, the rest is filled up of one Canadian, a Mexican, uh, one Ethiopian, no, sorry, two Ethiopians, and two Kenyans. So, Sifan Hassan is the star of the show quite considerably. Yeah, I mean, she's going to have to, I, I have to confess, I don't know too much about the Ethiopians and Kenyans in this particular race. I don't, um, but I, I think just looking at this roster, she's basically going to have to front run on her own the the world record. I don't know, you might know Alpha, I don't know if there's lights or if she's got well, paces. She'll get a, pace, or, she'll or get a pacemaker. On. There's 100% going to be a pacemaker. I'm not sure. Usually the pacemaker yeah. is on the entry list, but I'm not sure. Um, exactly. It's not on there. It is based off this. It might and actually be... Sorry, just to jump in. It might actually be the people without the times who are the pacemakers. Um, I'm not 100% sure That's on that. Shout. But that That's might be shout. the case. So That would make sense, wouldn't it? Alicia Monson um, and Laura Galvin would be the pacemakers in that sense. Uh, but I'm not 100% yeah. sure on that. I mean, we saw in Monaco and Valencia last year with uh, Guy and Gidai when they were going for the world record, the benefit of having the, the wave lights, because it's, it's all right having a pacemaker and, you know, the pacemakers are really good these days and they can get you around the first, you know, two or three K close to the, close enough to the time that you want. But realistically with the wave lights, you've got that even for the final two K when, you know, you are completely on your own and you don't know how fast you go in. The wave lights are there as a helpful guide. So I don't know if she's got wave lights or not. I guess not in, in Hayward Field, but I don't know. I, I can imagine they might put them down because they are trans- they can transport them. Um, it would help. And I think Hayward Field, you've got probably four or five potential races where people are going to try and get world records or at least, so to speak, attempt them. So it'd be kind of helpful to have the wave lights there. Um, but then the also it takes away the credibility of, oh, the wave lights got the world record, or the spikes got the world record, and I can't be bothered with any of that because it's ridiculous. Yeah. But, um, the question is then, Alf, uh, do you think she's going to get it? So she's, the current world record, for those who aren't aware, is 1406.62. That was uh, Letezembet Gadai, who's the current holder of that. Do you think Sifan Hassan's going to beat it? Oh, so Gidai obviously holds both world records and they seem to be interchangeable. Obviously, Hassan got the 10K world record and then the day later or two days later, Gidai got it. Um, 1406. Fast. <laughs> um, but it's Hassan. And from what we saw at the Olympics, it might be on. But 1406, Gidai looked easy that day. I do think the women's 5K world record will be sub-14 in the near future. But I'm going to speak about this now for the first time is obviously Nick Willis did a video about if he thinks Jakobing and Britson could break the world record for the mile. And he says the wind at Hayward, um, if it is windy, and I think the forecast isn't perfect conditions, so it might be, there's sort of like a funnel what comes in. Um, and you're just trying to show me something on your phone and I can't see what it is. So, you... I, so I was just saying, I'm, I'm literally looking at the weather forecast in Eugene now as you said it to try and see what it is. So, sorry, carry on. I, I, think, it, I think it's on sub-14. The thing with Sif and Hassan, if she breaks it, she'll probably run sub-14. If she doesn't, 
she'll probably be miles away from it. I don't think there's any in between. So, yeah, I mean, she's definitely getting a personal best if she's attempting it because her personal best is 14.22. And to be honest, she's never, she doesn't always look the strongest over 5K. Like, obviously, the Olympics she won, but in Monaco last year when I was there, she pulled out with a K to go or 600 to go. Um, she just couldn't handle the pace. Obviously, not 100% full fitness. So it depends what Sifan Hassan we get on the day because there's a massive difference from when she's at her best and when she's not. Yeah, and the thing I think as well with Hassan, and we saw this sort of in the 1500-meter final in the Olympics, is that she's obviously got an incredible kick. But mm-hmm. the question is whether, uh, I think it's a fair question, Mark, is whether she can sustain a really high pace for the duration of the race. Because ultimately, she's not going to be able to break the world record by kicking in the last 400. She's got to uh, really push the pace throughout the whole race. So that, I think that's where the question mark is. I'm just looking at the weather here. So Friday, so tomorrow, uh, 10 o'clock in the evening, says a gentle breeze. Eight miles an hour, but obviously, if that's being funneled into the stadium, it could amplify it by a couple of miles an hour, and obviously, it doesn't take a lot for yeah. It, I don't know to be affected. I've never been at Hayward Field, and I'm not sure if the new stadium affects the wind as well. I don't know, but I just before we move on because there's still a lot to go through. I don't want to give. Dis- I know I said the other people in the field is not worth talking about because it's Sif and Hassan's like moment to get the world record. Everyone has a personal best of sub fifteen minutes, so it's the field is a, a quality field. So I just don't, I just want to say that because I didn't want to disrespect all the other runners. Um, you could be seeing if if someone goes for goes with Hassan, you could be seeing a obviously not maybe not an Ethiopian record because of uh, it dies Ethiopian and she has the world record, but you could be seeing a Kenyan world record uh, a Kenyan record um, in that mix as well. Maybe no, and I'm not probably not an American record. That's fourteen twenty-two by Shelby Hulahan. Um, I think that's I think that's right. But I, we can't really speak yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, no. powered fourteen twenty-two. Um, yeah. So I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to say Hassan is not going to get the world record. I think she's going to run a fourteen ten. So she's going to be quite a few seconds outside it. Still, like. One of the quickest times in history, obviously, but I don't think she's going to quite get it. I think the wind's going to play a factor. I think she's going to be tired from the Olympics. You know, it's a lot. She's raced a lot in the last few weeks. She's going to have no one that's going to be of good enough standard to push her for long enough. So I, I'm going to go, I'm going to say she's not going to beat it. I hope to be proven wrong, I should say. Okay, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Right. On to Saturday, or I guess a Saturday slash Saturday night for us in the UK, and maybe even Sunday for some people further across the East. First first event we're going to be talking about, in fact, no, I'll go through it all first. So there's the women's 800 metres. I haven't got the schedule up. You're going to have to go through it, please, on the Saturday, please, because I haven't got the schedule up. Very okay, so we start. <laughs> so on Saturday, the first... Uh, the first track event is a men's 800, uh, followed by the women's 3,000 meter steeple, the men's 200, the women's 100, the women's 800, the men's two mile, uh, the women's elite 1500 meters, there's a f- women's 400 hurdles, the men's 100, 
the women's 200 and to finish the day it's the Bowman mile so there's there's a lot a, a lot of racing um and if you uh didn't catch all of those races that i said in that order that is on our instagram on uh, yesterday yeah yesterday's post all the times unfortunately are in u.s specific time but you basically just add um effectively seven hours if you're in the uk and it, it might be eight it might be eight seven or eight um and it's got all of those listed so so that is the the lineup for saturday so we should probably start with the men's 800 alf yes the men's 800 meters essentially an olympic final with more americans in is basically what <laughs> you get and more brits <laughs> yeah, I'm more Brits because none of them made the final. But, um, Marco Arop, who probably looked the favourite to get a medal in Tokyo until he didn't make it through to the final. Uh, 143.26 personal best. Oliver Dustin, uh, 143.82 personal best. Elliot Giles, 144.05 outdoors. He's around 143 indoors, second all time. Aisha Harris, 144.51 this year. Bryce Hopple, 143.23 personal best. Hasn't really looked as dangerous this year. Aisha Jewett, for some reason he doesn't have a time, so I'm guessing he's the pacemaker. That would make sense, because obviously he does have a personal yeah. best in the 800. Um, yeah. That's surprising, because he's a, decent, he's a good athlete, so why isn't he racing? It just seems bizarre. He's a good athlete getting out hard, and he's, he's probably going to get quite a lot of money for it, so that might be why. If you can take it to 500, 600, you'll probably get in the best part of $5,000. pacemakers in the 800 is a bit mad, personally. Yeah, but it, it, when you've seen the, both of the world records were just basically front run, it's just kind of make you question it. And then you've got the Olympic champion, Emmanuel Career, uh, Clayton Murphy, and Fergus Rotic, who got the silver. I'm going to predict a win for Career in 142. That's probably just my guess. Pretty so, well, in that case, he's going to have to run nearly three seconds faster than he ran in the Olympic final. Uh, they're all going to have to run. I think they will all run a lot quicker than they ran in the Olympic final. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think Ferguson Rotich is where I would have to go if I had to bet on a winner. I, think he's dang, I just think he's dangerous, particularly at the faster paces. So you're betting on Ferguson Brotich, who came second in the Olympics, over the person who won the Olympics, who also has yeah. a faster personal best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. That's exactly yeah. what I'm doing. And we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. And I'm telling you, I'm going to be right. <laughs> um, in an ideal world, what would you want to happen in this race? Who would you? What would you want the outcome to be? I'd want Elliot Giles to win because he's my boy. Uh, that would be he my ideal outcome. Guy. Yeah, but I kind of want to see Oliver go Dustin read our go from last. Oh, cheers. I want to I want to see Oliver Dustin go from last to first in the last hundred meters and win in one forty two. That would be my yeah, dream crush Bandicoot style. Yeah. Uh, uh, to be honest, though, on a serious note, I think Dustin and Giles. Surely, if I, you know, if you're them, you feel like you've got a bit of a point to prove because I think they must be a little bit disappointed with not making the final because both of them, particularly in the way the final was, um, they were both would have been in a good shot of a medal. So this is almost their, an opportunity for a bit of redemption. So I think they could be, could run fast tomorrow. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Giles probably shouldn't have done what he did in the semi-final. 
and Dustin, I didn't even watch his heat because I saw he didn't get through, so I didn't bother watching it. And obviously, it was in the middle of the night, so I wasn't watching it live. And I saw he didn't get through, and I was just like, oh, I don't really want to watch it. But you think if it's slow, he has a fast kick, but maybe he just has the fastest kick when it's quite fast. Who knows? Um, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I'm going to say career 142, probably wins. Everyone else, it'll be an interesting race. But also... That'd be the... That would, that would be basically be the fastest time of the year as well, right? What did Nigel Amos run 142 high? Did he when he won in what was the race for the Olympics? Can't remember. That he, I don't what in Monaco okay. or was it? I can't remember. Monaco. It makes me seem stupid because eight men's 800 this year has kind of been a bit of a shambles, as in everyone's beating each other and no yeah. one's run blisteringly fast. So it's it's all like I don't in the know year that we expected sort of Donovan Brazier to. To like go and break the world record, but potentially it's been a bit of a doubt. I wouldn't push it and say potentially going to break the world well, record. Hold on, hold on. We were the, we did a podcast last year. Yeah, that was last and, year. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. We did a podcast last year when we said Donovan Brazier had a realistic chance this year of the on given the trajectory that he was on of yeah. breaking the world record, and it's just couldn't have been further from the truth. Yeah, I think after his indoor season and start of outdoors you could tell that it wasn't gonna it didn't look quite sharp enough but that's just i guess that's the problem with people sort of in a four-year cycle going for the olympics and then the olympics change in a year some people get left behind in that in that year because they might have really really prepared for an olympics in 2020 who knows um yeah what's next the men's 200 and 100 i thought we'd do these together because the, the sprints and then we'll do the women's 200 and 100 together as well so the men's 100 first, which is after the 200, I'm pretty sure, but who cares? Uh, you've got Ronnie Breaker, Trayvon Bromel, Andre DeGrasse, Justin Gatlin, Craven Gillespie, Craven Gillespie, I can't say that, uh, Fred Curley, Gillespie. Michael, thank you, Fred Curley, Michael Norman, Akini Simbini, and Aisha Young. The slowest personal best in this field is 9.93. And then Yikes. the other personal best are 9.83, 977, 989, 974, 984, there's no Jamaicans in the men's who are good at the minute. Okay. Well, I reckon there's some Jamaicans that are faster than some of these lads. But anyway. Not at the minute. Uh, it's, just missing it's an impressive. It's an CJ Uja. Hawks. <laughs> it's, it's an impressive roster. Um, it would be exciting to see what sort of shape Justin Gatlin is, is in because he's obviously the guy with the fastest PB. Um, where, where's your head with this one, Alf? Rommel coming back and getting redemption after his very, in his eyes, probably very unsuccessful Olympics. And I do really like Rommel as an athlete. Uh, so I'd like him to win if I could pick. No, no, no. I'd want Michael Norman to win if I could pick. Um, but I'm going to go for... Oh, this is a tricky one. It's hard, isn't it, this one? Fred Curley or Ronnie Baker winning. Andre DeGrasse's starts have just looked awful this year, so I don't think he's going to win. 
Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Fred Curley or Ronnie Baker or Michael Norman. Right, that's what was it that you were saying to me? You you're not going to back the Olympic champion. <coughs> the Olympic champion isn't in this. Andre, Andre, oh no, was, I'm getting confused here. He won the two hundred. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, that's it. Sorry, mm, getting confused. Yeah, Marcel, um, Marcel Jacobs won the one hundred, didn't he? Yeah, Italian stallion. So um, yeah, probably Fred Curley. I'm going to pick Fred Curley for the win. Um, if I had to pick I'm going to go I'm going to go Trayvon Bra- I'm going to go Trayvon Brabell if he's I think in, he was saving saving himself for the pre-classic <laughs> he was saving himself for the pre-classic yeah <laughs> fair enough okay Trayvon Brabell I want Michael Norman to win though if I could pick anyone uh, in the men's 200 metres Kenny Benderet, Rye Benjamin Jerome Blake yeah. Aaron Brown Kyrie King Josiah Lyles Noah Lyles and Vernon Nord um I mean, you're talking, this is a race between Kenny Benderek. Uh, Bednarek, not Bednarek. Sorry. Oh, Bednarek. Bednarek, isn't it? Right, oh, Benjamin. Yeah. I think he's got a fast time in him. Uh, and Noah Lyles. Everyone else is sort of a, a race to get sub-20, whereas these guys are probably racing for the win. Right, Benjamin's personal best in 1999. So on paper... You wouldn't expect him to touch Lyles or Bednarek um, with a 1950 and 1968. I'm going to predict Ryan Benjamin's going to win in 1962. Wow. Wow. Funnily enough, though, I wonder where did you get that from, the 1962 figure? Well, no one's in 1965. Who was it that tweeted first and that Paul Cholino replied to? Oh, it might be 1962. Never mind. I thought it was 1965. It was. It was. Oh, I'm confused now. I think, I think Benjamin's got a time, fast time in him. I think he's got a 400, fast 400 time in him as well. Obviously, he ran a 43 split in the relay. Um, probably the, one of the best athletes in the world. Over Grant Holloway. Distances. Did he say 1962? Uh, no, he didn't actually. So Grant Holloway's hot take is that Rye Benjamin would run 1985 to win the 200. I think you're going to have to uh, unquick him that to win. You're going to have to unquick him that to win. Unless everyone's tired Paul, from Tokyo. Yeah. Paul Chalimo then said, bro, you meant two miles in 1985. I don't understand uh, that com- I don't understand that comedy because he could... He was running two miles in 1985. I think it's sarcasm. Like, I don't think he actually means it, but yeah, I'm, but I'm still, like, where, but Where's like, the joke there? That's, that's poor from Chalimo. He, he comes out with some uh, banging tweets sometimes and that's that poor. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he's pissed. Uh, Michael Norman was 1965, respectfully, respectfully. Um, I'm going to say 1962, respectfully, for the win. Respectfully. Um, I don't think Ryan Benjamin's going to win. I'd love him to win. I love the guy. I don't think he's going to win in this race. I, I'm going to go with Noah Lyles, actually. I'm going to think no, I, Noah Lyles is going to win in 19, 1965. Original. Okay. That's oh my god, my voice. That's fair. Um, it's kind of a boring prediction because I know he, he got beat by Kenny in uh, the Olympics, but Noah Lyles is probably well, he is the fastest on paper by quite a way, so it does make sense. It does make sense. Yeah, another one saving himself as a pre classic. Um, no, the return of Noah Lyles, you watch 1965. The women's 100 meters Yikes. is one of the best 100-metre fields of all time. 
maybe yeah. the best 100 meter field of all time. It, no, it, it's the best women's 100 meter field of all time. Um, you've got the Olympic I mean, gold medalist, you've got the Olympic silver medalist, you've got the Olympic bronze medalist, and you've got Shakai Richardson. Shik- I can't speak. Shakari Richardson, who's around 1072. You've got Tolu, who's around 1078. So every single athlete in this field has around sub 11. And you've got the three Olympic medalists. You've got the second fastest of all time in Elaine Thompson. You've got the third fastest of all time, I think, or the fourth fastest in Shelly and Fraser Price. Um, you've got Shakira Richardson, who's one of the fastest of all time, obviously missed the Olympics. So yeah, this is probably the best field ever assembled in the women's 100 meters. Yeah, and interestingly, right, Brianna Williams is down here on the entry list with no time. So is she pacing the 100, I wonder? She's definitely not pacing the 100. Is definitely she? not pacing the 100. Um, no, I'm, I'm being silly. Uh, oh, I'd love Shakira Richardson to just come back after everything that's happened and just absolutely smash them all to bits. I can't see it happening. I mean, you have to say that Elaine Thompson Hera is the favourite just because she was so dominant in the Olympics. But I, I do wonder whether she is the type of person who sort of peaks for these massive global championships and then tapers off. Because everyone surely has had to have tapered off a bit since the Olympics in terms of the intensity of their training. Apart from Shikari. Apart from Shik- exactly apart from Sh- apart from Shakiri Shakiri why did so- I say Shakiri I, I just I just saw it and I was like Shakiri no Shakiri Richardson yeah I Shikira. think Shikira. let's just call her Shakira her hips don't lie um I, she I could see her winning to be honest and bucketfuls of sass at the end of the race you know giving it basically proving to everybody that it was a so such a shame that she wasn't able to run the Olympic final. But then everyone will say, oh, she would have won the Olympics. Uh, the Olympic Committee is corrupt. Obviously, it wasn't the Olympic Committee who decided that she wouldn't race. In fact, she was, it was technically the USA's selection policy what decided she couldn't race because she, in a different country, like if she was British, she still would have gone because her Olympics, her band finished just before the Olympics. So she still would have been in the team if it was a different country. So it was literally the US selection policy. Um, I mean, I can't see her beating Elaine. They didn't pick her in the well, relay. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah, I can't see her beating Elaine Thompson at the Olympics. I think she would have medaled at the Olympics, but Elaine Thompson was too good in Tokyo. Um, saying that, we never saw her there, so you never know. But I'm going to say... Don't forget, don't forget Ardina. Ardina has beat Sha- Shakiri Richardson this season as well. Unfortunately, yeah, but then she, she can't race because she's injured, but... Shakira Richardson says she jogged in Gateshead because she didn't want to get injured. Um, and I actually kind of believe that because the weather was awful. So, who knows? I mean, yeah. She didn't look like she was jogging to me. But I can't she looked like she was running as fast as she can see. and got beat I, by Dina. I don't think I could see that far because it was <laughs> too rainy. Dina ran well that day. Obviously, she won. At that point, I was like, right, Dina's winning the 200 metres easily at the Olympics. And then she got a hamstring tear and then wasn't fit for the Olympics. So I had a little cry. And then, they, what, they got silver in the, in the relay? Yeah. And the men got silver as well, but that has been taken away because of... Denied. Drugs He's denied it, though, hasn't he? Yeah, but... He has denied it. What, what- at Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins. 
and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Drugs cheat is going to not deny it. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? I've been patiently waiting, to be honest, given that... Uh, many of our famous athletes from the most famous U.S. track club believe that the world doping procedure is, you know, not fit for purpose. I've been patiently waiting for all their tweets of support for C.J. Uja, uh, particularly after he denied it. But alas, nothing's forthcoming so far. I wonder why that is. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, I'm being given some in- information that we may be seeing more doping violations being announced quite soon because they're clearly target the targeted people didn't they at the olympics and the, when cj ugls got announced there was like five of us and the tweet literally said more athletes to come and i've heard from the grapevine of these specific athletes who may be to come and i can't say anything unfortunately but i've heard names which is very interesting, very, very interesting. Um, the women's 200 meters, before I can get into trouble. So we've got doubles up from Tolu and Richardson. They're both doubling up from the 100, and so is Cambungi, unless it's her sister, because there is two Cambungis. No, it, it will be the same Cambungi, because the one is a hurdler, I think. So you've got three doubling up, but also in this race, you have Dean Asher-Smith, Brittany Brown, Alison Felix, uh, Lina Irby, Jenna Prandini, and Gabriella Thomas. Gabrielle Thomas. So, on paper, Gabrielle Thomas is the fastest in 2161. She didn't run that fast at the Olympics. She got bronze at the Olympics. Um, uh, yeah. Who won uh, the Olympics? Um, I, oh, Elaine, Elaine Thompson. Thompson. And then second was the Namibian. Um, Namibian. What's her name? Malanga. Malanga. No, it's gone out of my head. Um, by the way, that Namibian is going to run the world record if she can start start well, because she's a 400 runner coming out of the 200. The world That's record a whole is, other podcast. Yeah, well, I'm going to say, like, straight up, I tweeted this straight afterwards, they're going to change the testosterone rules again, because as soon as someone with high testosterone runs well, even if it's not the world record or close to it, they'll go, no, nope, you're too good. Even though she didn't win, you'll be like, no, you're too good now. We'll have to change the testosterone. It's stupid. It's, it's I mean, unfair. I agree. I totally agree with that. I mean, it was like a second 200 meter race ever, mm. and she was, <laughs> other than the winner, she's like miles better than everyone. So, <coughs> you know, I'm not saying they should change the rules because I agree with you. I do think it's unfair. Um, but it's not an easy situation, is it? No, it's, it's an outcome. We've talked about this before. It's an outcome that favours absolutely nobody. So, yeah, bad situation. Favourite for this? I'm going to say Gabriella Thomas. I still don't think Dina Asher-Smith will be full fitness. Uh, it's only been, what, two two weeks since the Tokyo race? And in that, she... Yeah, I'm surprised she's racing, really. She must think in her head, though, that she's ready to go. But she wasn't She wasn't full fitness. Um, so who knows? Alison Felix, 
is this goodbye? Is this is this a goodbye for Alison Felix? Or does she yeah, think I... she might want to get to next year though? Because it's it's at Hayward. Like the World Championships next year is in the US, so surely she wants to end on that. And you'd think you'd that think she so, can definitely you? medal. She can definitely medal in the relay, one hundred percent medal in the relay. And then who knows about the four flat? Uh, but if Afimbo, if Afimbo does it, uh, and you've got Milowibo, it's looking unlikely that she'll medal in the flat. But yeah, I agree. Who knows? So the relay, she'll definitely it's a medal. It's a bit open this one. I think the two hundred for me. I, I you know, I, I don't know what to expect. You got I think Gabby Richardson Thomas is well. a favourite. Shakira Richardson. Well, exactly. Richardson. Shakira. Shakira. Wish. It's been a while it's since the podcast. Be... Uh, <laughs> this is why the other ones have been deleted because I can't speak properly. Gabriella Thomas, favourite then. Um, or Shakira Richardson. Call her Gabby. Gabby yeah, Thomas. I think. Should I call her Gabby? Yeah, Shakira Richardson. Shakira Richardson's going to win. Gabby Thomas is going to come second. Dean is going to come third. And Alison Felix is going to get a glorious fourth. Everyone's going to call her amazing. She is amazing. And that's going to, that's going to be what's happened. It's going to happen. Shakira is going to do the double. She's going to win the 100 and the 200. She's going to be giving it the Vs. You know, TikTok is going to go mad. It's going to be amazing. I kind of want that to happen just because the attention it'll get on the sport would be absolutely huge and we need it. Yeah. So, yeah, she's, she's going to get to win the double. million followers. <laughs> she's got so many followers. Um, she's got so many followers. Shakiri, if you're listening, share some of your followers. Come on, you don't need all them. So, next you up. You don't need all them. Right, we're going to finish with potentially four world record attempts. And I know that's very optimistic because we already got Hassan, so there's technically five potential world records or athletes capable of running the world record in each of these. It obviously depends on the weather. First one is Afimo in the women's 800 metres. So like the women's 100 metres, you've got all three medalists. So you have Afimo, Keely Hodgkinson and Raven Rogers. And I'm going to say it now, this is a better field than the Olympic final. So Natoya Gould made the Olympic final, didn't run, run well, I think she came last. 156 personal best. Kate Grace, 157 personal best. Keila Hodgkinson, silver at the Olympics, 155 personal best. Apping Mo, gold at the Olympics. Are you laughing now? Because it's just ridiculous. It's crazy. Apping Mo, 155 personal best. Um, also ran a 48 relay split. She can run the world record. <laughs> Uh, Nakai from oh, Uganda, yeah. 158 personal best. Gemma Riki sadly came fourth in Tokyo after dying yeah, that close towards the line. Got to give it credit for running for gold, though. Everyone else ran for silver and bronze. She ran for gold and it cost her, but uh, 156.9 personal best. Raven Rogers, 156.8 personal best. Obviously got bronze in the Olympics. Trains with Pete Julian. Is that correct? She just, yeah, trains, is coached by Pete Julian. That new track club, what's coming out? I've heard a she few is. different names. I've been told different Portland names by Knights. people. No, it's definitely not that, but I've been told Should multiple, be. I, yeah, no, but I've been told multiple names by different people who were sure they were right. So they've been told by someone who knows. Oh, come that, on, spill. No, I can't say it. I can't say it, but like it's not right because I think they're telling different people different things to keep it completely anonymous. Um, Sabrina Sutherland, 158.77 personal best and Ajay Wilson who's ran a 155.61 so I, she had the American record 
before Mirror had it. And a 158.39 this year, obviously. Didn't make the Olympic final, or she might have done. I can't remember. She didn't. She didn't. So, are we going to just decide or talk about who's going to come second or second and third? Because there's only one winner. Yep. (laughs) I think Mo's winning by a country mile. Um, I don't think. Second, surely. Yeah, she's got to be favourite for the second, but I I don't think Keely winning coming second is as certain as I think Mo winning the race, if that makes sense. No, um, but also they both battered everyone else at the Olympics. They did batter everyone like, else. Athing's distance, Athing's yeah. victory over everyone else was just as convincing as Keeley's victory over the rest of the field. So I agree with that. I agree with that. But, but Natoya Goal looked very strong in the heats and came through. But yeah, Keeley and Athing, you've got to say first and second. Easily. Yeah. On paper, easily. Um I think you've got to be careful though because it is different in this race because it's a standalone. There's no heats and semis. So like Natoya Gould isn't going to be tired like she would have been in the Olympic final. And I think she's the most dangerous but to Keely. you've also got Natoya Gould's season's best of 156.44, which wasn't run in a heats and final. That was in a straight race. And Hodgkinson's personal best after three races, after two races and then a third, is 155.88. So there's still more than half a second. And... Hodgkinson did it in heats and finals. Heats semi yeah. finals. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, I no, I do agree with you. I'm just saying I think it's I still think there's just no chance anyone's gonna beat Afing Mo. Mo world no. world record in the eight hundred meters happening this Saturday because it's a dirty <laughs> world record and it needs to get broken. Dirty. It's just a very, yeah, very yeah. dirty world record. The, the story Stinky. of that world record, if any of you want to look it up, if you don't know, go it. and look it up because it's it was ran by a 400 meter runner who only ran the 800 because she was injured. Um, and then goes and like, breaks the like as you do. <laughs> um, if anyone knows who she is, you know it's a dirty record. 99.99% sure because she got banned the year after, I think. Um, yeah, but the point, you know, dirty or not, it's like three seconds quicker than what Afing Mo ran in the Olympics. It's it's quite a big two. difference. I'm not two seconds. I thought it, I thought it was 152. Oh. We'll check. We'll check. I was going on to check, but I, I think if it is one fifty two or even if it's one fifty three, I can't see Afi Mo breaking it on Saturday. I do think she is going to break it. Ah, oh, see, you're the you are the track and field knowledge, Don. Um, no, nah, she's going to break it. She's going to break it. She's going to break it. She's going to break it with a rabbit. Don't I'm going to say rabbit because it, she's an American winner. If she has a good rabbit, she will break it. Um, I've no idea what that means. Pacemaker. They call it a rabbit. Oh, oh do they? Yes. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, she's got a chance, hasn't she? She's the only one who's going to do it. If there's anyone's going to do it, I just can't see it. I think it's a bit too early. But don't get me wrong. She's 100% going to break it at some point. And she'll be the best ever women's 800 meter runner of all time. There's no doubt about that. Eventually, as far as yeah. I'm Maybe one of the best Fair. ever in terms of 4.8. She probably will. might be the best ever. I know... I always get carried away with calling these young athletes going to be the best ever. Like I say with Jakob all the time, even though he is kind of proving that he will be eventually because he's just won the Olympics. Um, yeah, Afimo will be the greatest 400, 800 meter runner of all time in the women's because I don't want to disrespect David Vadisha too much because he's got the world record and Afing hasn't yet. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, if Keith Hodgkinson runs quicker than 155.88, I will cry again. Uh, so we'll see 
it's going to be a good race. Yeah. I hope it's fast. I'll be underwhelmed if any of these races aren't fast, which is a shame because it's nice to watch races. But after the Olympics and at pre-classic, you kind of want to see fast times when these fields assemble. Moving on, because this podcast is getting very long. You keep saying assemble, and every time you say assemble, I get these versions of Captain America saying Avengers Assemble. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's, it essentially is. It is literally is it like is. a crossover. Like the, the athletes in this field, in all the fields, is essentially like the Avengers assembling to fight Thanos. And Thanos yeah. being flogged because it's not getting streamed on them, it's getting streamed on running space. So the greatest, the greatest um, Diamond League of this year, probably maybe close to greatest Diamond League in history, is not. Yeah, let's just go full. Let's just go full over the top. The greatest Diamond League ever. Mo's gonna. I think she Mo's gonna be. run one forty eight, mate. She's gonna run one forty eight. No, but she'll, she'll run. She, she she actually might be able to run one forty eight. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if I see that come from her in like years to come. <laughs> no, or like no, a one fifty one, no, no, st- something like one fifty one. Honestly. <laughs> Um, men's two mile going to call it again world record attempt if the weather's good so in this race uh, all of them literally all of them have you seen the entry list for this yeah I'm looking at it now I'm looking at it now so so some of the big names just the Olympic champion in the 10,000 Solomon Varega Paul Chalimo Joshua Cheptegei Grant Fisher Luis Gajalva William Kincaid, I didn't realise that was his real name, I thought it was Woody. Uh, Jacob Kiplimo, still probably the best runner out of everyone, but he just underperformed the Olympics. Joe Klecker, Mark Scott, from for some GB representation there. So for me, I think Cheptegei, Borrega and Kiplimo could all run sub eight. If the what is the two-mile record? Do you know? I have no idea what it is. Why are you asking me these things? I believe it's 7.58. Because you are, you, you're supposed to have a brain just that absorbs all this track and field knowledge. Yeah, I was right. 7.58.61 by Daniel Coleman. Um, God, that's so fast, I, I, I was right. Oh, so it's, it's easier to break than his ridiculous 3,000-metre world record. Mm. So it's, at least it's easier than that. Uh, I reckon they'll break it. I think they can break it. You've got to be in what yeah. seven twenty-five shape for three k to break this record, and the I think a couple of them could break it actually. When you th- when you think about it, actually, it wouldn't surprise me if Chet the guy, uh, Kipley email. I'm not sure Borrega, but it certainly would surprise me if Chet the guy and Kipley email both ran under seven fifty-eight. Yeah, to be honest, none of them have PBs on this one, so maybe they're all pacemakers. <laughs> I like the fact that though that this is this is why I like the pre classic in a way because they have all these unique distances that we don't always see. You know, two miles is a well, you're an expert in the two mile yourself, Al. So uh, after this, that's, after this that's a story for another podcast. It's a story for <laughs> yeah. another podcast. Uh, why aren't you on this? You've got a P. You'd be the favourite. Your PB would be on there. You My season's have best. A PB and season's best. No, it was on road, wasn't it? So it fastest, fastest in England. Um, anyway. So That's actually the guy. One second. I wonder if I have ran the fastest in England. You no, I've taken a diversion. I want to see if I'm ranked first in the two miles. This is a story for another, <laughs> story for another part. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm, I'm, it's I'm not doing... now. It's not now. Right. You should. Well, well, well if you are, I'll send an email because um, Jeff from the Pre Classic is obviously my guy. I speak to him regularly. I'll yeah. send him send him an email and get you. 
get you on the plane over. Why is Mark Scott racing if I'm the fastest in the UK? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even though there exactly. probably has only been one UK road race. I don't know why I'm bothered checking because I'm, I'll be ranked joint first as well. But as long as my name's first, I don't Why? Care. Why would you be joint first? Because I ran the I same time as someone, someone. Angus McMillan ran exactly the same time as me because we're on the same leg. But I, I beat him. But, um, we got the same time. How is that right? You, you ran the same leg, but... Because he... He's, would... he's, he, he set off two seconds behind me. I let him catch you were me. Way more than two seconds ahead of him. By the yeah, end. Yeah, I know, but he didn't. So there's no there's no actual rankings on the two mile. There's like three oh. ones who are ranked at the minute. So my ranking isn't on there, sadly. But unofficially though, unofficially you are the number one ranked two. Well, mile yeah, the, in England. the fastest the fastest rank is ten forty two. There's there's three people who were ranked for a two mile, and the fastest is ten forty two. Wow. So, <laughs> um, um, yeah. Mark Scott, step aside, step aside for Alfie and do the country a favour. Definitely, that's not going to happen. Uh, the women's 1500 metres is next because before we, people would best be doing a long run for this podcast. Not that many people have a long run on a Friday, so probably ruined it. This is, again, Olympic final standard. Just missing Sif and Hassan. You've got the Olympic gold medalist, Faith Kipiegon. And you've got the Olympic silver medalist, Laura Muir. And you've got Winnie Chibet, Gabriella Dibuns, Dibuse, Stafford, uh, oh, Lyndon Hall, Jessica Hall. Who else is there in this race? Winnie Nanyondo from Uganda. Shannon Seeker. Yeah. All this field could probably run sub, sub, uh, sub four. four. I'm going to predict Faith Kapiegon is going to go for the world record. She's ran 351.07 this year. So there's not much further to go to get the world record, which is 350.02. Let's see. That's right. I think that's right. Drum roll, please. If this is right. If this is right, I am... You need to get get a life, basically, if this is right. Uh, 07. Damn it. Oh, unlucky, mate. Unlucky. And then... Second Still pretty impressive. Second and third, impressive. Second and third are, are by two Chinese athletes. Uh, we don't really talk about the Chinese reign in the 90s, because <laughs> 80s and 90s. Um, I thought you were going to be a bit more subtle than that. No. Um, and so, yeah, she might go for the world record. Who knows? Again, it depends on the conditions. She's around 351.07. That was in Monaco. So it, it depends. Is the pre-classic going to be the new Monaco? New track, new stadium. Apparently, the greatest fields ever for a diamond league. Who knows? I think potentially, but I just don't. You know, we've discussed already. Like, if the wind is, if everyone's saying about the wind, then maybe it's not going to be as quick as Monaco. Um, but yeah, it's this windy, race. I'm going to cry. Put it that way. Yeah, it, this race is all about whether Keep Yegon can break the world record because no one's. I don't think Laura Muir's got it. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think she's got it in her, which sounds pretty harsh. But I don't think Laura Muir's going to beat Faith to keep Yegon, but she's going to come second comfortably. So it's probably going to be a bit of a boring race, actually, this one, unless Kip Yegon is really going to go for the world record and then it'd be exciting, I guess. But Well, I'm looking at other personal bests and you've got Debian Stafford, who's run a 3.56. She is the third fastest in the field. So, she did go with them in the Olympic final for a while, actually, didn't she, to be fair? Yeah, and 
it sort of cost her a bit, but also she was probably the only one who could potentially run for a medal uh, yeah, out of everyone else. So, yeah, who knows? Um, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully we see a world record. Again, depends on the conditions. If not, I'm hoping to see Laura Muir run faster than personal best of 350-450. That'll be nice to see. And ideal world, everyone runs sub four. That'd be wonderful. So, we'll have to wait to see. And now the one that, oh, I don't know why I'm speaking like that. I really need to get this podcast over with because don't drink coffee and a lot of water before you record a podcast because it's never a good mixture, if you know what I mean. This pod, stop doing the podcast down. This is a great one. Everyone listens to it. It's fine. This I'm on about me needing the toilet. What are you on about? How didn't you, how oh, didn't you God, get yes, off? Sorry. You, dan- you are dancing around. You're doing the dancing yeah. thing again. So the men's, the men's bow a mile. Wow, this podcast is just as bad as the rest. Um, the men's bowel mile, Mo Ahmed, it's late entry, 356, 60 personal best. Obviously, going to run quicker than that. It's weird, actually, how Mo Ahmed, who was around a 356 personal best, he has a slower personal best than everyone else in the B race. It's quite strange. Um, Centuritz, who oh, yeah. Flow Track, Good point. Flow Track put a post out on the YouTube poll saying, who's going to win the Olympic 1500 meter rematch? Centuritz, Jakob Ingebrigtsen, Timothy Chariot, Oli Hoare, or Stuart McSwain, I think it was. And 15% of people voted for Matthew Centuritz. He didn't even make the final. I love Centuritz a lot, but if you think he's going to beat Timothy Chariot and Jakob Ingebrigtsen, the only way he could possibly beat both of them is if they both go for the world record and absolutely pop, and absolutely pop, they just die. That is the only way. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, let's just not waste time even talking about it because it's not happening. Tim Fitcheria, Jake Haywood, Oliver, Oliver Hoare, Philip Ingebrigtsen, Jakob Ingebrigtsen, Abel Kipsang, obviously the fourth, fourth place in the Olympics, Ronald Kemoy, who has a 349 personal best, Stuart McSwain, Matt Ramsden and Samuel Tefera. So personal bests of 356, 349, 349, 352, 353, 349. 351, 349, 348, 351, and 349. Stu McSwain has the fastest personal best in this race over the mile. It's mad, isn't it? That Stu McSwain ran the fastest mile by anyone for seven years, a few, you know, like, what was it, like six weeks ago, probably now. And then within the space of, you know, a few weeks, he's now going to get his personal best is now going to get beaten by at least two athletes, maybe yeah. even himself. Do you know there's something funny? Jakob Ingebrigtsen has the fourth slowest personal best in this race. Hey, is he, is he, he's outside chance for a medal for me. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. He was a medal um, since it was a diamond league. Um, world record oh attempt. God. They've announced yeah. that they're going for the world record. So, we'll see. It's going to be windy. Um, so, what, th- 343. I can't remember what the decimal. I'm going to say 343 something. 343, I reckon. I'm going to look. You think what? I think it's 343.14, I think. 13. 13. Oh! Close, close. I knew knew it ended in a three. So I knew it was 343 and then something three. I didn't know it was 13. I was close. Wow. Searching that, the next question is how fast can Bolt run a mile? Uh, (laughs) If he ran it at his 100 meter speed, he'd run it in two, two minutes, nine seconds. Just if anyone cared about that. If anyone was wondering. Uh, so I've been yeah, saying so I can, can break yeah. the world record. I'll just speak, shall I? Because I'm joking. You, you, you say what you're going to say. 
Oh no, fuck it. <laughs> uh, Hick, you know, Hikem El Garouz is lit, is probably the greatest dis- middle distance runner of all time. Arguably, not probably. He is. He is the best. It's not. Arguably well, yeah, either. I didn't. I he said arguably, not probably. So he said, both. but it is such a massive jump for all of them. I don't care how good Jakob is. This is going to probably be the hard. Well, actually, I don't know. I'll get your opinion on this. Do you think this three forty three thirteen is more difficult than the fifteen hundred meter world record? No. Okay. You have to be in. So just bobbing around. You have to be in three twenty seven shape to win this world record, I think. So it's easier. Yeah. Okay. I I, I can't say it. I'd love it to happen. I want it to happen more than more than a lot of things, but I just. I can't see it. It's so fast. I think Jakob's good enough to break it. Do I think he'll break it? There, probably not. I do think he's good enough to break both world records in the near future. This late in the season, after the Olympics, again, possibly with wind. It's not looking too likely, but we'll see. The only chance is is if Timothy Chariot's got to try and go for it as well. Because if that yes. happens, to drag him to sort of drag him round, I think it, that's you know there's more chance of it happening. You know he's gonna no one thing's for sure. Stu McSwain's gonna go out hard. Um, <laughs> sorry, but it's just whether he can hang on for such a quick time. So Abel Kipsang doesn't have the personal best down, so we can assume he might be the pacemaker, and he's a three twenty nine guy. Or three twenty eight, yeah, three twenty nine guy. Yeah, three twenty nine. So it's it's a good pacemaker to have to take you through maybe twelve hundred at the at the pace you need. Who knows? Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be exciting. Yeah. So come on, money where your mouth is. Is he doing it or not? What? What? Tell, tell me the time he's running. Jakob. That's three forty four. So no, I don't think he'll break it. I think he can break yeah. it. Yeah. But I don't think he'll break it. Uh, I'm gonna go three forty five, twenty. No chance. No, close but no cigar. Close but no cigar. They they say that a lot in Norway, you know. They they always say close but no cigar. I'm down with the Norwegian culture, mate. Did you know that? I had no idea. I didn't know that, no. Yeah, it it might be an inside joke between Warholm and Jakob, but they always say close but no cigar. Well, they don't anymore because now they they are getting what they want to get. But like when Warholm was close to the world record, when Jakob was close to Chariot, they'd always say close, but no cigar. Cigar. I'd like yeah. to see Warholm run a fifteen, uh, run a mile. I wonder how fast he could run a mile. Four thirty, four forty, maybe. He's running a flat That's... 400 soon. He's running a flat four. Yeah, I know. I know. In Brussels, isn't it? I think. Or the next, know. the Diamond League after Eugene. Lausanne or Paris? Not Paris. We don't talk about Lausanne. Paris Diamond League. We don't yeah, like Paris boo. Diamond League. Boo. If it, for some context, Not they me. didn't accept our media accreditation. Every every other Diamond League has accepted our media accreditation, so we could go to the Diamond League as a media person if we wanted to. Uh, but Paris didn't. The only one I was actually thinking of going to because it's easiest to get to, cheapest to get to. And maybe nine. Brussels. We're gonna, maybe we're gonna have to do Brussels now. That's easy to get to for us. It, yeah, but Brussels. It, the problem with Brussels, it's split up with Zurich. I think so that some of the finals are in Zurich, some of the finals in Brussels. So it's kind of like a split event, I think. I'll have to see the entry lists, but who knows? So finally, to end this podcast, predictions, what's your favourite event? How many world records do you think will go if there is going to be? How many would you like? 
I'm going to say no world records. I know that's really disappointing, but I can't see one going. The best, I think Yakov is the best chance, but I can't see it tomorrow. Favourite event is going to be the Bauman Mile, but I am very much looking forward to the men's and women's 800 metres. Okay. Uh, and the women's 100. And the women's 100. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Shakira. Oh, I'm still saying that. <laughs> I'm going to say two world records. I'm going to say two world records. I don't know which world bold. records. But I'm going to no, say two no, world no, records. no, no. You've got to say it. You've got to say which ones. Uh, women's 5,000 metres and women's 800 metres. Or the men's Fair. two mile. Or the women's <laughs> 1,500 metres. Or the men's mile. I'm just saying two world records. I'm not saying which ones. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking forward to all of it. I literally, I've never said this before. I can't, I can't tell you which race I'm most excited for. It's weird. The 800s are going to be amazing. The mile is going to be amazing. The two miles are going to be amazing. The 5,000s are going to be amazing. The B race mile is going to be amazing. Shakira Richardson. It's all going to be amazing. Michael Norman in the sprints. Ryan Benjamin in the sprints. It's, this pre-classic is fan service. Probably the most iconic stadium in the world. Or the iconic location in the world of running, uh, Prefontaine being one of the most iconic runners in history, and it's going to have all these standard athletes. It's just fan service. That's what we want to see: world record attempts, Olympic champions racing against other medalists. Yeah, best in the world. Yeah, probably the best place in the world. It's going to be great. Um, and just to finish, for those who are watching the Eugene Diamond League in the UK. It will be broadcast on the BBC Red Button from tomorrow at nine o'clock. Um, so you won't be able to watch it on YouTube if you're in the UK. You'll have to watch it on the BBC. But it'll be on their website on the Red Button nine o'clock tomorrow night. What about um, the one? Do you, do you know where the ones will be for in the middle of the night? Or do you think they'll be put on the YouTube channel? Because they'll no be one... put on the YouTube. So yeah, they'll be put. On the, so it's only the the events which the BBC have paid for the rights for, which are Saturday night's events okay. that will be on the BBC. The rest you can watch on, on the YouTube. Yeah, the, the rights are ridiculous. I think the whole televising and the rights of track and field is in our shambles, but that's a story for another day. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, if you've made it this far, thank you probably one viewer or one listener. If that, you are the best listener ever and if you DM us with the keyword pineapple, I'm just gonna use pineapple every time. I love pineapple. Yeah, uh, pineapples, yeah. I don't know. We might give you something. We might not. It might be a discount code. You'll, it might not be. Yeah. Who knows? You might. Oh. You might win one of those pre stop pre stop a thing stop a thing t-shirts. Tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do. If if we'll pick one person who comments yeah. us saying pineapple, we'll pick one of you. Whoever breaks the world record. If, if there's a world if there's a world record that's broken, we'll send you stop the person. So stop whoever it is who breaks the world record. We'll do that. Okay. For people. That's a great. That's a great prize. So get your DMs in pineapple. <coughs> I might do a prediction. Chance. I might do a prediction on that as well. Actually, in general, like it'll probably have to be for just one race. I'll probably do the men's mile just because it's the most hyped. But. I'll do like a men's mile. Who do you think's going to win? What time? If you get it spot on, you win a stop Jakob t-shirt because hopefully Jakob's going to win. So 
Yeah, I'll probably do that. We'll be, scre- we'll be screwed if it's like Abel Kipsang, because then we'll have to make a stop Kipsang t-shirt. No, no, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do stop stop Abel. Because it'll be like, who, who's will be the worst name? It'll be, it'll be hard to do Mo Ahmed, so we'll have to do stop Mo, because stop Mohammed is pretty hard to fit in the, in a stop sign. Stop Matthew is hard. Uh, let's just end the podcast. It's a nightmare. So, yeah, thank you for listening, and goodbye. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.